Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. I'm in Psalm 115. I've been with the Lord today. Y'all in for trouble. I got an expository message, and, uh, and I'm used to being in revival on Wednesday night anyway, so I'm feeling a little revived tonight. And uh, so here we are in Psalm 115, and I didn't know it till I was looking in one of my old Bibles. I found where I'd preached this uh, 12 years ago. I don't think anybody's going to remember it. I didn't remember it. Matter of fact, I, just, I preached a topical message out of it 12 years ago. Tonight, I'm going to preach it expositorily down through verse number 15. You let me pray. I better pray before I get started or I'll never get took off. Father, we love you. Thank you for the day, for these that have been here, that are here tonight. For the Spirit of God, I've felt in my heart the songs that's been sung. Lord, from the prayer this morning in the prayer room, I felt your presence. Well, bless your name. Mm-hmm. And I'm asking you to help me just a little while, be accurate. Feel my mouth, guard my tongue, preach me inside the bounds of the writ. God, touch your people. Encourage us today, Lord. We don't have anything to be discouraged about. My God's still on the throne. You're still in control. You still got us in your hand. Bless your holy name forever. Touch us now, God. Keep us. Preach us for your glory. If there's a lost one here tonight, save them, God. We don't want anybody to go to hell. We sure don't want anyone that attends this church to die and go to hell uh, uh, with the gospel being preached. Uh, so, Lord, it's Wednesday night. Now, I believe you can save people on Wednesday just like you can Sunday. So, do your work for your glory. In my king's name, I ask it tonight, Jesus. Amen. And amen. Psalm 115. Uh, they're not absolutely sure about the author of the book here. could be Ezra. Most theologians believe that this was written after the return was Zerubbabel coming back and being let go from captivity out of Babylon. Most of the old writers believe that because of what's inside this particular chapter or psalm, if you would. But the Bible said, not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name give glory for thy mercy and for thy truth's sake. None of the glory belongs to man. We should, if we're going to glory in anything, it ought to be in the cross. And, and what he's got us here for is to bring him glory. It, it's not us that has glory coming, but it's us that, it's we that bring glory to the Lord. So what we do in our daily walk is to bring, not us, O oh Lord, not us, not for us, it's for you to bring glory to God. He's jealous for me. And he wants me, because of that, he wants me to bring glory to him. I hope we're bringing glory to him in our daily walk. People see us out there. I hope they're saying, hey, something, something about that. you strange and peculiar. Say hallelujah. That's what the Bible says we ought to be. Bringing glory to the king. Wherefore, should the heathen say, where is now their God? If, they, if this is, and I'll, I'll say that, if this is the time that they were released from captivity, you know they've come back 
and God's done some things for them just to get them there in the first place. Uh, Cyrus, a person, has told them to go back and do this and build that and build that temple. And if that's happening at a time, you know what? They ought not be asking, where is our, our God should be seen in us. Definitely seen in what he's done for us. Has he been good to us? You better know he's been good to us. They're asking the question, wherefore should the heathen say, where is now their God? And here's their response. But our God is in the heavens. I like this next line. This helped me all day. This right here will help you. You ought to underscore this in your Bible. He hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. You know what? He didn't ask my permission or yours. He didn't, he didn't call on anybody when the earth was dark and without form and void. And you know what he done, Jimmy? Praise God. He spoke it into existence. He didn't ask anybody how it was going to be because he's the great I am. He, <laughs> he made it from the beginning just like he wanted it. And it's still, praise God, the way he wants it. This thing's still turning. The sun's still shining. The moon's still coming out at night. And I don't care how crazy the world goes or what happens to them. Listen, he'll still be God and he'll still have a remnant and I'm one of them. And ain't nobody... Putin or nobody else can do anything about that. Not one thing. Let God be true and every man a... That's exactly right. Where's our God? Well, he's in the heavens. Where's he at? He's still on the throne. He's where he's always been. God's a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. He's not lost any power and he's not wringing his hands going, oh my goodness, what's going to happen next? He knows exactly what's going to happen next. He didn't, you'll not find America. I don't think you'll find America in Bible prophecy. I've searched it and searched it. Why? We're, look, we, he has used us to evangelize the world. We have evangelized the world. Now we need evangelism. We need people. We have, we have sent out missionaries. Now we need missionaries. Listen, that's what, what are we going to do? What's going to happen? Well, one day, praise God, can you imagine, can you imagine when the church is gone? I'm telling you what, I wouldn't want to be in the company of those that's left here, would you? I'd just get right with God and be on his side when he blows the horn. Mike Blanton says, you know, your ride's here. I'd just load up and go with you. Their idols, now watch this. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. And they, ha they have ears, but they hear not. Now, they knew about this because they've come out of Babylonian captivity. They've seen all the idols of the un ungodly world. We see them every day. They have, they have, they have mouths, 
but they speak not? Eyes have they, but they see not? They have ears, but they hear not? Noses have they, but they smell not? They have hands, but they handle not? Feet have they, but they walk not? Neither speak they through their throat. That, that They that make them are likened to them, so is everyone that trusteth in him. You know what they're saying? They're dummies. They're deaf and dumb. The idols can't hear. They can't speak. They can't see. I'm glad the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the earth. I'm glad he's watching everything that's going on. Hey, if he wasn't watching, I might get in trouble sometime and he wouldn't know it. But I've never been nowhere, bless God. I've never been nowhere that his eye wasn't on me. Hey, he's watched me ever since I was born. Woo! Glory to God. He's watching you. You can't get where he can't see. Their idols can't see you. They can't hear you. They can't speak to you. He speaks. Why? My sheep hear my voice. <laughs> Does he have hands? Oh, yeah. And you know what they are? They're scarred by man. He's got hands. It's the God's truth. I ate lunch today. Stretched out in the recliner. Going to take me a nap. I had just dozed off, Randy, and if I'm not standing in black cowboy boots on green carpet, I felt this right here. It felt just like somebody done that right there to me. I mean, literally, I was stretched out like this and just dozed off, and it felt just like four fingers touched the side of my face, and I come unglued. <laughs> was you afraid? No. And Randall sang tonight, he touched me. I thought, Lord, <laughs> I'm about to have a fit. Did you just come by here <laughs> and, <laughs> woo, and put your hand on me to let me know <laughs> that you're here? I think maybe just absolutely. I met, he met me in the prayer room this morning and got on me. He can see, he can hear him speak, he can walk. If you're not hearing him, you're not listening or you're lost. One of the two. Is anybody with me? What happened? And they make them, they that make them are like them. They're likened to them. So is everyone that trusts in them. So they can't see and they can't hear and everybody that's trusting in that, people are trusting in their government. <laughs> on the government. 
They can't see. They can't hear. They don't know anything about God. If they did, they wouldn't be voting on killing babies. Don't tell me you love God and then say, oh, you ought to kill them if you want to. Hogwash. That's not true. And I know what they say. That's some ignorant, unlearned hillbilly up there jumping, shouting, yelling at the people about something he don't know anything about. I beg you different. I know about it. I was there when it happened, so I guess I ought to know. <laughs> and I know what that book says. I just finished it up. I'm starting over again in it. I know what the book says. And I'm staking everything I got on that book. Not another one. Not a perversion. Not a not inspired version. No, the authorized version. I'll take it. You can have all that other stuff. I'll take the authorized version. And now look here. And I can prove it. I can prove it with this right here. Or anything but that King James Bible has a circle C stamped in it. You know what that means? Cop money, you're right. Copyright. You know what that means? You're, it's illegal for you to reproduce that and give it to anybody without paying. You know what the authorized, the authorized version said? Freely you have received, freely ye shall give. That's enough for me right there. Done. You won't talk me out of that one. Done. I like what my friend Lassiter said. Guy said, you're far behind. You're still in the old stuff. You're in that old Bible. And Jack held it up and said, will that get me to heaven? He said, yes. He said, that's where I'm getting off. That's as far as I'm going. I don't need to go anywhere else. Why is that? Because we just read where the Lord's at. My God's in heaven. Where's your God at? Well, verse number nine says this. Watch this. Oh, Israel, trust thou in the Lord. What? Look at this third person stuff here. He is their help and their shield. <laughs> Somebody else talking, ain't he? <laughs> Somebody done took over for the psalmist. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. Okay, now let's, let's, let's review. I'm, I'm going to teach for this second here, and I'll preach on me. O Israel, who is that? That's the people. That's right. That's, you're right, Jimmy. It's Jacob. That's, that, it, is the, it is the tribes. Oh, Israel. But now if they've come back, I want you to think about this. If they've come back, there's two things that they don't have. When they went into captivity, it was Judah and Benjamin that went into Babylon. So the northern ten tribes are dispersed all over the place. And next he says, oh, Aaron. Well, there's no Levites with them. That they, might, they might have been a remnant, Chris, of Lev Levitical priests inside Judah when they were taken. But it was mainly Judah and Benjamin were the tribes that were taken. But he says, oh, Israel, you trust in the Lord. Who's that? That's the common laity. 
O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. Who was Aaron? Aaron was the priestly tribe. Are you with me? Oh, yeah, stay with me. He that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. So here we have, here we have the house of Israel, which would, which would be corporately and include them all, born out of Israel, out of Jacob, you were right. Then we would have had those of Aaron and those within the priesthood, they would have been included in that, that he's going to help them. And then those that fear the Lord. Who might that be, Brother Dennis? That'd be us. The fear of the Lord's the beginning of wisdom. Before the, before the church ever was, he included us. <laughs> he knew. He knew there's going to be a remnant. He knew there's going to be a church. He knew there's going to be some fear of the Lord. Or is that you tonight? Isn't that good? He gave me that little nugget today. That helped me. So, no one's excluded except those that not be in the family of God. How do you get in there? These got in by natural birth. Naturally born, Hebrew, all they had to do is Bring a lamb, good to go. We got to end by spiritual birth. <laughs> we recognized the lamb, born into the family of God, good to go. If you've not been born again, you're not good to go. The Lord hath been mindful of us. He will bless us. He'll bless the house of Israel. He'll bless the house of Aaron. Woo! <laughs> My word. Who else is he going to bless? He will bless them that fear the Lord. <laughs> Who is that? That'd be us. That's in the family, praise God. You know what he said? You got the blessing coming. You know what it is? We have lived in the blessing of God so long we don't recognize it. We complain when it's 75 degrees outside and the air conditioner's running. We complain about the price of stuff and he's put enough money in our pocket to pay for it. <laughs> we complain about having Wednesday night church. Mike ought to just dismiss and go somewhere else if you want to. I'm open on Wednesdays. <laughs> Yep, you're not here very often on Wednesday. No, you know where I'm at? I'm doing the work of the Lord. I'm out doing the work of the Lord. That's what I do. It's what God called me to do. It's what I do. I didn't ask for it, Seth. He just gave it to me. But on Wednesday night, 
There'll be somebody behind that desk and if they don't do anything but get up and read the word of God, that ought to be enough. Because thus saith the Lord is all you need. And if that don't bless you, you know why? You're not close enough spiritually. You get close enough spiritually, that'll bless you. If you got to have somebody up here jumping benches and shouting and running, doing flips to get blessed, friends, you need, a, you need to get your heart right with the Lord. In the still of the day, I read this. And I looked all over the Bible. I, I thought I, I was looking for something. I looked all over. I looked a, a lot. And then I found what he wanted me to hear. And I knew that I had what you needed to hear tonight. There wasn't nobody there but me. And he blessed me. Are you saved? Are you sure? If you're not sure, you're going to hell. If you're sure, you're not going. The Lord has been mindful. He's blessed us. He'll bless them. And, and, and this helped me too. Both small and great. He likes the poor like the wealthy. He likes the unknown like the popular. He's going to bless everybody that fears him. If you're in that number, it don't matter how big you are, how small you are. Unknown or everybody knows you. You know what? He's going to bless you. The Lord shall increase you more and more. You and your children. I read your post on Roland today. Blessed. Watch Bella get up here and sing tonight. Blessed. The rest of them could have sung. Blessed. Watch Marcus get up and lead the singing tonight because somebody couldn't, Randall couldn't be here. Blessed. See, you sitting here with your children tonight. Blessed. Let me read verse 15. I'm going to share three, two, just a couple things with you and I'll let you go home. Verse 15 said, Ye are blessed of the Lord which made the heaven and the earth. Don't, don't forget where it comes from. You are blessed of the Lord. Now, don't, you didn't, there's no self-made men. No, no. What minds you have, what abilities you have, it's all given of God. It's blessings of God. God gave you everything about you. He could have let you been born an imbecile, sitting over there just begging not have the mind of a child. But he blessed you, blessed us to be in church tonight. He's blessed us. Here's three things. I'm just going to tell you real quick. I won't preach on all of them. I thought I would, but it's went different than I thought it was. Here's three things that, that spoke to my heart this evening. And, 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 and one of them is this. One of them is this. He's blessed, he's blessed us. I don't think I'm looking at a homeless person in the room tonight. So you know what he's blessed us with? A home down here. He's blessed us with a home down here. He has blessed me in my home. I just walk over to the wall and mash buttons and I regulate it to exactly what I want. By the way, you need to call, if you 
cousin or nephew or whoever's still in the heat and air business, Jimmy needs a unit. His is laid down. His button's not working. Got to get the buttons working. And I go to the refrigerator, Richard. I got out to I got out the grub today. There's something. Somebody killed a deer. I know some some don't like deer meat. I love it. Come out my house, kill twenty five or thirty. I'll charge you one tenderloin per animal. <laughs> kill all you want to, and then and spread the blood around when you do it. Somebody brought me deer meat. I don't know. Might have been Bubba, Josh. Could have, uh, could have been Eric Garrett. I don't know. Somebody, there it was. Pat fixed it for me. Put some Sloppy Joe mix in it. I'm telling you, it's good, but it needed a little help. And Randy brought us a jar of tomato relish. I've never had that before. Man, you talk about right uptown. I'm slathering that stuff on top of it, spooning it up. I get, now I know you probably don't like stuff like I like, but here's what I've done. So I reach under the, the cabinet. Pat's got me a bag of salt and vinegar potato chips. I didn't even go to the store. I didn't even go to the store. They're, they're just in my cabinet. I pour them on the plate. I reach in the refrigerator and I get a gallon of milk. I've not milked a cow. I've not been to the barn. I've not put any sweet feed out. I'm not done. I just reached in the refrigerator and got a gallon of milk and poured me a big cold, cold glass of milk. Praise God. And I bent my head down to pray and the Holy Ghost showed up. I hadn't done one thing but just reach and get it. And in my castle that he lets me live in, at just the right temperature, how my God has blessed, I have no complaints. And he's given us that. And he said, I'll bless you. But he's not just give us a home here to live in. But he's, give us, he's given us here a house to worship him. What a place we have to worship the Lord. So I'm watching this guy on video the other day. And he'd been in China. And, and, and he had sneaked in. And he was over preaching to people and the word spread among the tribes and the villages. And he said that night when he got up to speak, they were sitting all over the ground. They was packed up in this little old hut of a thing, sitting all over the ground, all outside. They were sitting everywhere. And he said, he said, I'm going to preach tonight out of James. I thought, man, I don't know how to pick James of that crowd, but that's what he said. So he's going to pick James to preach out of. And he, I forget which chapter it was. Well, a lot of them don't have Bibles. They don't have Bibles. They get killed. They don't have anywhere to worship. And said, this woman took her Bible, handed it over to somebody else. And he said, he said, well, said, you're going to need that. She said, no, I don't. I've got that chapter memorized. She don't have it memorized, but I do. I'll let her use my Bible. He said they was, some of them was pulling out little pieces of paper, just pages out of the Bible. And he said, the power of God. Unbelievable. And when he started to leave, he said, what happens if you get caught with that? They said, well, they'll put us in prison. 
They said, they put it in prison. Yeah, that's why we memorize so much. Because we know if we go in prison, we've got to have it memorized because or, or they won't let us take our Bibles in there. He said, how in the world did you do it? She said, there's plenty of time in prison. He said, how long you been in? Well, last time I was in for three years because they caught me with some scripture. He started to leave. He started to leave. And they said, pray for us. He said, no, I want you to pray for me. Because I don't have what you got. I got a big fancy church where the temperature's just right and everybody's satisfied. He said, and I'll open the doors and not many will come. Some will come, but, but nowhere near full. He said, over here, it went out six hours before I was going to stand up and preach. And they packed this place out. And in the jungle, they're just sitting everywhere. He said, so you pray for me. And you pray for my church. Do you think you can be overblessed? Here's the thing. Here's the reality of it. When the blessing means more to you than the blesser. How good have we got it right here? I mean, we got people watching in Pakistan and, and, and Moscow and all over the world. That, that I, can't, I can't wrap my mind around that, Mark, that people are, are in those places and they're watching us at the First Free Will Baptist Church and I'm trying to preach them the truth. I don't want to mislead them. I want them to know, are we blessed? Oh, yeah, we're blessed, but we don't need to let the blessing mean more to us than the blesser. Remember what he said at the first of this thing? Not us, God. Oh, no, not us, you. Not unto us, but unto you. What a place he's given us to worship in. I'm going to brag on you just a minute. I was at a church. Somebody come in the door, and, they, and they, they didn't really jump on the pastor, but they told, they said, they said they, you need to do something out there. Said somebody's knocked some rocks off and said, said he nearly fell over it. I thought, wonder why you didn't do something. And this guy, this guy, before revival, goes out there and moves all this stuff, comes back in with dirt all over his britches. You know what I thought? If that had been me, I'd said, hey, Clay, Bubba, I got something out there I need. I need done. They wouldn't even have asked why. They just went and done it. I go in places, and the church... The church, there'll be a quarter inch dust on the piano. None on that. One of the funeral directors here in this town was here for a funeral one day. He said, I'm going to tell you, you got the cleanest bathrooms in Crossville. It smells good in here, and this thing is clean. He said, how in the world? I said, hey, you talk to that girl right over there. They say, what'd you do? How'd you get all them singers in there? I said, I didn't. I didn't do one thing. <laughs> the Lord said, watch this. 
I'm going to bless the first free will Baptist church. I'm going to send some talent over to that place. I'm just saying this tonight, bless God. We are blessed. The place we get to come and open up for worship, we are blessed. But the home I live in and the house we worship in here, though they're nice and comfortable, they're a dungeon or an outhouse compared to where I'm going. Where are you going, preacher? I'm going to his house. And in my father's house are many mansions. There's a house that we live in here. There's a house we worship in here. But there's a house in another land, Brother Ivan. We call it heaven or Beulah land. That's where I'm going. Where's that? That's the land of the married. That is those that be in Christ. Not, not counterfeits or make-believes. And I'll tell you. Nobody has to repent more than Mike McCoy. So I don't want you to think that I'm preaching holier than thou, humanistic perfection, because I'm the farthest one on the pole. But I'll tell you what I do. It's what I done this morning when the Holy Ghost showed up. I started naming my sin before the Lord. I might have thought something wrong, said something wrong, called somebody an idiot for pulling out in front of me on the interstate. Something like that. Just, just, just those kind of things. If, you know, uh, if, he, if you know if to do good and doeth it not to him, it's what? That's something we can repent of. I should have done this or I should have done. I didn't do that, Lord, and I can repent of that stuff. And I'm telling you, well, a repent means to turn from, but when I begin to confess it, confessing and repentance, two different things. When you begin to confess it, you openly speak it to God. You don't think about it. No, you get on your face and you say, God, I told a lie. God, I left 30 minutes early from work and I let them pay me for the other 30 minutes. Lord, I said something bad about somebody at our church or another church or I said something bad about a preacher or I, I thought something wrong. Maybe it's something you didn't even said, you just thought it. Confess it to God. And you know what happens? The blessing down breaks. And he comes flooding on you. Brenda, Marcus. I, 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 was, I was reading a story one time. And I, I can't remember. I think this guy was a Pentecostal preacher. No, I'll not call his name because I, I might give it to the wrong one. And, and, and I was reading this story, and here's what he said, Brother Branch. He said, so we come to Wednesday night prayer meeting. And he said, it, it's typical Wednesday night. I mean, we go through it. All, look, everybody in this room's just gone through the motions at least one time. And most of the time, more than once. We just do it. It's habitual. We come, we sit in our same place, sing, sing three songs. We're going to do the same thing every time. He said, we come in and nothing wrong with that. That's faith. That's believing that what you're doing is recognized by God. And, God, and later, God's going to reward you for it and, and he'll get jealous for you and, and something will just bless you real good. 
Come in on Wednesday night prayer meeting, and it, it is one of them nights, and they're just going just gonna to do it. Just come in there. I'm going to get up and preach. I got a message from the Lord. I'm going to preach that. He said, he said, I never got up to preach. I didn't get up to preach. He said, we come for an altar of prayer, and somebody got a hold of heaven and said, God, just fix us tonight. He said, there'd been an alt against some people there in the church, and we'd known it for three or four years. All of a sudden, this one stood up and openly apologized to the other one. Right out in front of God and everybody. He said they hadn't more than sat down and pop. It's like popcorn. Somebody else stood up and said, you know what? I've had a problem with this one right over here forever. And I want you to forgive me. I'm sorry. And they didn't even know they had an order against him. He said in a minute, that got, it got contagious. It's like the flu. Everybody in there caught a little of this. All of a sudden, people's getting up, coming to the altar, going and getting each other, putting their arm around them. Hey, pray with me. Let's pray together. He said, for about an hour and a half, I didn't even know where I was. Pandemonium broke out. You know what happened? The blessing. Not, not unto us, Lord. No, no, not unto us, but unto you. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the time of truth.